Hello and welcome to Glens Falls Today Morning Brief. Our top story today, warnings from Warren County to stay off of frozen lakes until the temperatures drop and the ice becomes thicker. I'm Gary Scott and today is Friday the 13th of January 2023. Other stories in the morning brief today, the Adirondack Regional Chamber of Commerce announces four new members to their board of directors, a construction company seeking zoning changes to build residential units at a former commercial site, Highland Park Country Club opens its golf course until the next big snowstorm, and the Battenkill Corral's Winter's Night concerts planned for this weekend. But first, before we get into our stories, I want to let you know that if you're looking for a place to advertise your local business, Glens Falls today could be the perfect solution. Our goal is to provide free and convenient access to important local news, but more importantly, we want to support and represent our community, and what better way to do that than by helping to spread the word about the great local businesses in the greater Glens Falls area. For example, I'd like to say a quick thank you to one of our community partners, Cerrone Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning in Queensbury, offering residential and commercial plumbing and heating cooling installation, repair, and maintenance services to the community for over 25 years. Their professionally trained plumbers and HVAC technicians are capable of completing any job from start to finish with a promise to deliver unmatched customer service in the process. And if you own a business in the area as well, you could advertise with us on our website or even right here with me on The Morning Brief. For more information, head over to our website at glensfallstoday.com and thank you for making Glens Falls Today your source for free local news. The Adirondack Regional Chamber of Commerce has announced the addition of four new members to its board of directors. The new members are F. Raymond or Ray Agnew, Bill Moon, Paula Trena, and Daniel W. Washburn. F. Ray Agnew, CFRE, is Vice President for Hospital and Community Engagement at Glens Falls Hospital. He took on this role at the hospital in 2020 after having previously served as Vice President for College Advancement at Paul Smith's College since 2011. Ray has also previously served as Vice President of Community Relations of Glens Falls Hospital and Executive Vice President of Glens Falls Hospital Foundation. He joined the Glens Falls Hospital staff after spending 18 years with the State University of New York as Vice President for College Advancement at SUNY Potsdam. Other credits include Assistant Vice President for Development at SUNY Empire State College in Saratoga Springs, and Development work at SUNY Binghamton and at Geneseo in both Residential Life and Institutional Advancement. He received his CFRE credential in 1996. Ray's community involvement also includes currently serving on the board of directors of High Peaks Hospice, and he also served as past chairman of the board of Adirondack Medical Center, serving on the board from 2012 to 2020, along with service on the board of the Adirondack Health Institute from 2016 to 2019, and a previous holding of the president role at the Rotary Club of Glens Falls. Ray has also been on the Lower Adirondack Regional Arts Council Board and the Saratoga County Arts Council or Saratoga Arts Board, and he is currently serving a temporary assignment on the Warren County American Recovery Plan Act Committee. Bill Moon has been the CEO of Big Brothers Big Sisters of the Southern Adirondack since 2015. Bill is also a local real estate agent assisting clients in both residential and commercial real estate transactions. Bill holds a degree in Humanities and Social Services, a BA in Psychology, and a Master's degree in Human Resources. Bill enjoys working closely with other agencies and businesses to provide local families with the resources that they need to be successful. He believes the key to organizational success includes a strong sense of strategic alignment and sustaining an effective team. 
Paula Trena is the CEO of Trena Insurance and Financial Services Incorporated, with two Warren County agencies specializing in providing insurance and financial services products offered by State Farm. Paula is a transformative leader known for building teams to execute at a high level. She has led multiple startups and cross-functional teams. Paula was professionally groomed by a Fortune 500 company and has benefited from one of the top leadership and development programs in the corporate world. She holds an MBA in organizational leadership and is currently pursuing FINRA investment advisor licensing. And last but not least, Daniel W. Washburn is the Vice President of Commercial Operations and shareholder of Hilltop Construction Company, of which he has been a part owner since 2006. Dan helped to diversify the company with a strong focus on the commercial construction side of the business. He has also served as an ambassador for the ARCC and currently serves as a councilman for the town of Kingsbury. He is a commissioner at the Washington County Sewer Department and was president of the Hudson Falls Girls Softball Organization from 2009 to 2014. The ARCC extends its gratitude to the board members whose terms were completed in 2022, Ash Anand of the Lotus Group Company, Jared Humiston of Adirondack Technical Solutions, and Zach Moore of French Mountain Commons. The ARCC has also announced the appointment of Mark Irsha, EVP, Director of Relationship Banking of Glens Falls National Bank and Trust Company, as the ARCC board chair. And finally, ARCC President and CEO Trisha Rogers said, quote, The ARCC is so fortunate to have a board that is dedicated to the organization and our business community. We are grateful for past board members' service and excited to welcome our new board members. We can achieve so much together. The former Meads Nursery site on Ridge Road has remained untouched since it closed in 2019 after 70 years in business, but the Postar reports that could change soon. Over a year after plans for the site were submitted to the Queensbury Planning Board, the applicant, Foothills Builders, is now seeking zoning changes in order to move forward with the project. This proposed plan would consist of 77 residential units divided into 19 buildings with 4 units in each. The units would resemble a two-story townhouse with a garage included. According to documents submitted to the Queensbury Planning Board, the development would also include an access road, driveways, landscaping, and community trails. However, the property at 361 Ridge Road requires rezoning to allow for residential units as opposed to the commercial zoning currently in place, and the zoning changes must be approved by the Queensbury Town Board. Next week, on January 17th, Foothills will go before the board to ask for favorable recommendations on two zoning changes. Firstly, the land would need to be changed from Commercial Intensive, or CI, to Moderate Density Residential, or MDR, which is consistent with the zoning south of the property. Second, the zone would need to be able to permit additional density under specific conditions. The neighborhood-style development plan for the lot would exceed the density allowed in the zone. The Postar reports the plans were originally submitted in November 2021, but the developers said they were only gauging reactions from the board before completing and submitting the formal applications. Now, before we get to our top story, I want to remind you again that you could advertise your business with us at glensfallstoday.com or right here on The Morning Brief. As our business continues to grow and develop, we hope to help other local businesses do the same. We want to help you spread the word about the great services that you have to offer our community. For more information, visit our website at glensfallstoday.com. This winter has been off and on when it comes to typical weather expected from the colder months. We had a couple of big snowstorms in December, but since then the daytime temperatures have hovered around the mid to high 30s or even into the 40s, which has resulted in some January rain when we would normally have snow. Perfect example, 
today. It rained through the night and it's expected to continue throughout much of the day. And according to News 10, this can create dangerous conditions regarding the state of ice over bodies of water. As I discussed yesterday, Warren County Marine Rescue personnel were dispatched to a spot on Glen Lake on Tuesday morning where a man had fallen through thin ice while skating. The ice there was only about an inch and a half thick, but thankfully the skater was rescued successfully and is expected to recover. Warren County Emergency Services Director Anne-Marie Mason said, quote, We are glad that Tuesday's rescue ended well for all involved, but it could have very easily been a tragedy if not for the great turnout by our well-trained firefighters. With the weather we have had so far this winter, please know that ice thickness is not what it usually is in mid-January and stay off until we have a prolonged cold snap. So the county is now reminding residents that ice over water is not safe to tread on until it is at least 3 to 4 inches thick. Ice should be completely left alone if it is under 2 inches thick. The exact recommendations by the Department of Environmental Conservation state if ice is 2 inches thick or less, stay off. At 4 inches, it is safe for activity on foot, including ice fishing. 5 inches is safe for snowmobile and ATV use. 8 to 12 inches is safe for a car or a small pickup truck. And 12 to 15 inches is safe for a medium truck. The DEC also warns against setting foot near docks where bubblers are active. Bubblers and other de-icers are designed to keep ice from forming around docks in order to prevent potential damage, and this year Warren County is urging lakeside property owners to think carefully about what kind of de-icing devices they use, as some kinds can thin out ice over a dangerously wide stretch of water. News 10 also reports in a Facebook post on Tuesday the Lake George Steamboat Company made note of the lack of any solid ice forming as of yet, and that may lead to changes in the schedule for the Lake George Winter Carnival, which is set to be held in the village over all four weekends of February. In a good, cold, icy year, those events include snowmobile and 4x4 races on the ice. And that leads perfectly into my next story, because of the recent above-average temperatures, Highland Park Country Club in Queensbury opened its doors to golfers last week and plans to keep them open until the next significant snowstorm. The Postar reports the course currently runs on a first-come, first-served basis, and they are even renting out carts to golfers if the weather remains cooperative for $30 or $20 for those who prefer to walk. And one Queensbury resident, Matt Kaimana, was on the greens over the weekend with his son, ecstatic at the chance to bring out the clubs, adding that it's very rare for courses to be open and functional at this time of year. Kaimana said the conditions on the course were still not entirely ideal, but that it was still fun to be out golfing in January. When asked what he would have thought if someone had told him 10 years ago that he'd be golfing in January, Kamano chuckled and said he would have thought he was in Florida. Highland Park General Manager Dan Flores said Kamano was one of 150 players that were lined up at the country club's doors on Saturday. And while the course is not in perfect condition, he was glad to see golfers enjoying the sport and having a good time. This week, on Wednesday, Flores said the club still had people out on the greens. He said, quote, A lot of amenities aren't open and were mainly open for golf. The venue is open for weddings year-round, and golfers have made things more lively and refreshing, and the pro shop is also open with winter items. Flores reiterated that the course will remain open for golf every day except Sundays from 9.30am to 3.30pm. He added, quote, We'll be open as long as we don't get any more than a couple inches of snow. Being the only course open in the area is different, and we're trying to build the reputation of being the course that's open whenever we can be. And finally, the Batten Kill Chorale will sing a Winter's Night at the Cambridge United Presbyterian Church this weekend at 7pm tomorrow, Saturday, and 3pm on Sunday. 
News 10 reports, under the baton of newly appointed artistic director Jean-Marie Callahan, the chorale will perform Ola Yailo's Dark Night of the Soul and Luminous Night of the Soul. To start the program, the Shtedrik, a Ukrainian bell song, will be sung in Ukrainian, followed by Rex Eisenberg's Ravta et Rivam, sung in Hebrew. Audiences will then hear other winter-themed pieces including John Rutter's setting of Blow, Blow Thou Winter Wind, Edward Elgar's The Snow, and a setting of Silent Night by Dan Forrest. The Bat and Kill Chorale was founded in 1995 by Janet McGee, and features singers from Washington, Warren, Saratoga, and Rensselaer counties in New York, as well as singers from Arlington, Sandgate, and Bennington, Vermont. Eric Borden is the chorale's accompanist and will be the piano soloist with a string quartet in this weekend's program. College student Lily Gallagher, who first sang with the chorale as a high schooler, will be heard as the soprano soloist. And in revival of a Bat and Kill chorale tradition, there will be artwork displayed at the entrance to the concert, featuring paintings by Anne Fitzgibbons. News 10 reports general admission is $25, $15 for students, and tickets can be purchased at the door. And that is all I've got for the morning brief today. Again, I'm Gary Scott for Glens Falls Today, and as always, thank you for listening. Our goal for the morning brief is to provide you with quick and convenient access to the most important news around the greater Glens Falls area, so if you love the show, you can support us by subscribing, leaving a five-star review, and recommending us to a friend. Thanks again for tuning in. I'll be back on Monday with more local news you need to know. I'm Gary Scott, and this is Glens Falls Today Morning Brief.